I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, and welcome back to The Carol Markowitz Show on iHeartRadio. Are you single and don't want to be? Here's your New Year's resolution. Stop texting. Look, I despise talking on the phone. I don't have voicemail. I don't listen to voice notes. I'm a texter all the way. By the way, I don't listen to voice notes. Do not send me voice notes. They will never be heard. Don't do it. So maybe I'm a hypocrite, but I can afford to be a hypocrite because I'm not on the dating scene. I can limit all of my conversations with my husband to text, buy milk, kid is sick, because there's very little for us to misunderstand. and. More important, at the end of the day, we have face-to-face conversations. Studies have actually found that too much texting, even when you're already in a relationship, isn't healthy either. Quick, I love you, or scheduling texts are fine, even positive. But any attempt to conduct serious conversations via text quickly leads to lower relationship quality. It's obvious why. Texting is divorced from tone and can lead to misinterpretation. Was that a joke or is my boyfriend a jerk? What does that emoji convey? Texting blurs intent. For example, you know, young kids are super anti putting a period at the end of text now. What if you don't know that? What if, you know, you're from a generation that still does that, but they've adopted this new philosophy? It's all interpreted as throwing shade. So you can easily make a mistake and not even know it. The TV show Catfish highlights stories of people who meet and fall in love online sometimes spending years in relationships solely on the computer or phone before finding out that person isn't who they thought they were. 
And while, sure, they were attracted to their words on a screen, finding out that the picture their boyfriend or girlfriend uses is fake fizzles the whole thing out very quickly. It's rare that the tricky decides that they still love the tricker due to all the great texting conversations they had. That's because actual physical in-person attraction matters. And so does the breach of trust that develops when long-term text-only relationships are revealed to contain distortions. Is it possible to fall in love over text or email, then meet and have all of your feelings confirmed? Sure. We all have friends who have done this. But we also have plenty of friends who will spend weeks or months texting before meeting and sometimes end up not meeting at all. Too often, people will meet the person with whom they have texting chemistry only to find out they have no in-person chemistry. I get it. It's hard to be the weirdo demanding phone conversation when everyone around you is texting, but you'll save yourself a ton of wasted time if you make that leap. Institute a policy for yourself where you can text for half an hour to see if there's a connection and then switch to setting up an in-person date. Move your life offline as much as possible in 2024. Coming up next, an interview with Senator Ted Cruz. Join us after the break. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. 
Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, and welcome back to The Carol Markowitz Show on iHeartRadio. My guest today is Senator Ted Cruz, one of my favorite senators who has definitely had me thinking I should have converted to Texan and author (laughs) of the excellent new book, Unwoke. So nice to have you on, Senator. Carol, great to be with you. Thanks for having me. A question I ask all of my guests, and I imagine will take us in the direction of your book, is what do you think is the largest cultural societal problem in America and is it solvable? Well, I think there are a lot of cultural societal problems, but one of the most massive and and the topic of my book is is how the radical left has seized control of virtually every major institution of our society. Mm -hmm. Uh, The full title of the book is Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. And, And what the book does is it chronicles exactly how that has happened. And each chapter of the book focuses on a different institution. So chapter one uh, starts with universities because Mm -hmm. universities I describe as as the Wuhan lab (laughs) of the woke virus. Mm -hmm. It's where the virus was created. It's where it mutated. It's where it spread. And from universities, the book goes then goes on to K through 12 education. It goes on to journalism. It goes on to government. It goes on to big business. It goes on to big tech. It goes on to entertainment, to Hollywood, movies, television, music, sports. It goes on to science. And the final chapter in the book is on China, which I view China as a central nexus intertwined with each of them. And what the book does is two things. It it explains how and why the radical left seized each of these institutions. And then secondly, it lays out a productive, positive battle plan for how we take them back. Because I think if we don't take the institutions back, we're going to lose our country. Absolutely. So which one was the scariest chapter for you? Which one do you think is the hardest for us to conquer and take back? I think the most dangerous uh, is entertainment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Entertainment is incredibly pervasive. The left understands the power of ideas. The left understands that and they engage in in the battle, the arena of ideas in a way that the right systematically does not. So Mm -hmm. in terms of how we fight back, I advocate essentially using three sets of tools. The first set of tools is sunlight and transparency, because the ideas of the radical left are wildly unpopular. Right. Normal, rational people don't support abolishing the police. Mm hmm. 
Normal, rational people don't support open borders and chaos at our southern border. Normal, rational people are not struggling to figure out what a woman is. And, and normal, rational people do not celebrate the horrific atrocities of Hamas terrorists. Th those are not mainstream positions. Right. Simply shining a light on what the radical left is doing is a powerful tool for fighting back. The second tool I advocate is shifting the cost-benefit analysis, increasing the costs for those who choose to go woke to, to increase the disincentives for going down that road. And the third tool, and this applies in particular to entertainment, I encourage conservatives and libertarians with resources, those who've been successful in business, invest in the organs of transmission of ideas. Go buy a TV station, buy a radio station, buy a book publishing house, buy a movie studio, buy a record label, engage and speak. And, and you know, one example, the, 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 the most profound example of this is Elon Musk's Right. Buying Twitter, mm -hmm. which I think is the single biggest victory for free speech in modern times. But, you know, Carol, I also point out in the book, Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post for $300 million. Mm -hmm. Now, he didn't do so because he was bullish on the profitability of right. print media in the long time. Mm -hmm. He did it because he wanted to own the commanding heights of public discourse. We need conservatives and libertarians and those who love America to fight in those arenas to take the back. Yeah, absolutely. You opened the book describing how your father was for the Castro revolution in Cuba and how he ultimately changed his mind. And you describe him as a reformed revolutionary. But you also note that the new leftist of the 70s stayed committed to Marxism yeah. um, against all odds, really. Do you think changing minds is possible? And how do we reform more revolutionaries? Look, I do think it's possible with some, not necessarily for the hardcore committed ideologues. But as you know, the, the, the opening of the book, I tell my family story. And my, my dad was born in Cuba, grew up in Cuba. And as a kid, he, he fought in the Cuban Revolution. He fought alongside Fidel Castro. Now, at the time, he didn't know that Castro was a communist. What he knew was that Batista mm -hmm. was corrupt and cruel and was a terrible dictator. But it's interesting, my dad has explained to me many times that the people fighting in the revolution were just like him. They were 14 and 15 year old young boys who didn't know any better. And, and as you know well, Carol, communist revolutions across the globe, they're always fought by teenagers yep. who are young mm -hmm. and passionate and idealistic, and they don't have any life experience. They don't have any wisdom. So they're easily deceived into being part of a mission they believe in until the communists seize power and they begin brutally murdering and torturing and using force and power. And I will say, look, for my father, he was imprisoned. He was tortured in Cuba. He fled to America in 1957. In 1959, the revolution succeeded. My dad saw firsthand what happened. Mm -hmm. He saw that Castro was even worse than the guy who preceded him, was even worse than Batista. Sadly, the Cubans went from one son of a bitch to an even worse <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh -huh. and, and my aunt, my Tia Sonia, my father's younger sister, she was still living in Cuba. She fought in the counter-revolution against Castro. And she ended up, sadly, being, being imprisoned, being tortured 
by Castro's goons. That had a powerful effect on my dad when he saw his kid's sister being tortured by the same people he had been fighting alongside. Mm -hmm. That helped open his eyes. But, you know, many leftists, they, they refuse to open their eyes. I will say, Carol, I do think people on the left in the United States who are not hardcore Marxists, their eyes are opening up right now on what's happening on college campuses. Mm -hmm. And the vicious anti-Semitism we're seeing on college campuses is a manifestation of cultural Marxism. And we're seeing people who had been on the left saying, wait a second, I don't like these people that I'm associated with. I don't like what they stand for. I don't like what they're doing. And, and, and it, it, is, it is a potential tipping point in terms of at least some people waking up and realizing that, that the ideology they had supported is, is wrong. Well, as a Jew and as a conservative, I hope that lasts because my concern yes. always is that memories are very short and, yep. you know, I hope they remember that for future elections. Um, your dad came to the United States penniless and his son is a senator. Do you feel like you've made it? Oh, I, I feel like I live in the greatest country on the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. And, and, this is the American dream. You you get to live in it. I get to live in it. All of us get to live in a world where we have a chance to pursue the American dream. And I'll tell you, Carol, it was 11 years ago that I arrived in the Senate. I was elected in 2012. I was sworn in in January of 2013. And, and I have to tell you, as I was being sworn in, I, I couldn't help thinking back to my dad in Austin, Texas in 1957. His first job when he got to the U.S., he washed dishes. He made 50 cents an hour washing dishes to pay his way through school. And, and what I kept thinking is if, if someone had come to that teenage immigrant and told him mm -hmm. 50 years hence, your son will become a senator for the great state of Texas, th that kid could not have believed that. That would have been beyond anything my father was capable of imagining. And on that day, when I was sworn in, I had my left hand on my father's Bible. And sitting up in the gallery was my dad looking down, and he just had tears streaming down his face. And as my dad said afterwards, he said, only in America, that there is no other country on earth where this is possible. And sadly, Carol, that's one of the reasons, one of the central reasons why the left, why the cultural Marxists hate America. It's why they want to destroy that freedom, that mm -hmm. opportunity, they want to replace it with central power and control. Yeah, that's, you're absolutely right. And that's so beautiful. I, I love hearing about your dad and about your family. So I could talk to you forever, but I know you're a busy guy. So end here with your best tip for my listeners on how they can improve their lives. Well, improve your lives, I would say do more to fight to save our country. Look, every person wants to live for something larger than themselves. I think America is at a greater crisis today than it has ever been, uh, certainly in our lifetimes. And, and in many ways, Carol, I think you and I are blessed. We're blessed, number one, to be Americans, number two, oh, yeah. to have family stories where we've seen oppression, we've seen that freedom can be taken away, that we can't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. and, and we're blessed to be fighting for something that matters. I, you know, I tell people, listen, we're not battling today over whether the top marginal tax rate is 36% or 38%. Mm -hmm. That matters. Sure. But the fate of the cosmos is not going to turn on that question. Mm -hmm. We are fighting, I fully believe, over whether this nation 
the greatest country in the history of the world, whether we survive or whether our nation is destroyed. And, and, and that, that's a blessing to jump up every day and say, this is worth fighting for. And, and I want to encourage your, your listeners, the book, Unwoke, it is designed to help you fight to save America, to empower you, to educate you, to inform you, to give you tools to go and fight with your friends, your family. So I want to encourage folks, you can get the book anywhere. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or any, any place you get books. But I, I want to encourage you to go buy it. And, and Christmas time is right around the corner. <laughs> I, I, I would encourage you, don't buy just one. It, it makes a yeah. great gift. Mm-hmm. Buy a copy for your mom. Buy a copy for your best friend. Yeah. Buy a copy for your crazy left-wing neighbor <laughs> who you need to knock some sense into. Mm-hmm. Or even better, buy a copy for your kids or for your grandkids so they can understand what it is that people are trying to indoctrinate them with so they can be prepared to fight back. This book was written to help empower people to fight together to save our country. Thank you so much, Senator Cruz. The book is Unwoke. Get it wherever you buy your books. It's really excellent. I really enjoyed reading it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Carolyn. I appreciate everything you do. Your voice is powerful and it has a real impact and it's needed. Thank you, Senator. Thanks so much for joining us on The Carol Markowitz Show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.